are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because he is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with his purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. What if someone's message today was, stop dreaming, go? What would that mean to you? What unfulfilled goals are lingering in your heart but seem impossible in your mind? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee. You'll remember, Coffee stands for Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, delighted to be your host. I love bringing stories to you that really matter and that really glorify God. Today, we have another such story. Creating Art, creating art was Terry uh, Schwartzbarth's dream for, from her childhood, yet opportunities to pursue that dream were limited in her native El Salvador. Years later, though, living in the U.S., she knew God was telling her, stop dreaming, go and paint. Now imagine that. What would you do? Well, let's hear what Terry did today because I think you're going to be inspired and motivated. So while she's talking, I want you to be asking yourself, what is your unfulfilled dream? Hello, Terry. Come on in and welcome to Coffee. Thank you so much for stopping by today. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a, um, a pleasure to be in this uh, show with you. Um, thank you. Well, Absolutely, and you had to get up early because I'm just outside of I'm I'm on the east coast and you're on the west coast, so you're you're really early this morning. So thank you for for jumping up to be on. Now your name <laughs> your you. name Schwartzbart is not an un, unfamiliar name. I interviewed your husband a few weeks ago, and what an amazing man and story he has. So. Oh. Um, and and because of him and his, um, I just love it when I hear husbands bragging on their wives and their success and who they are mm-hmm. as a person. And he could not stop bragging about you. So you are a loved wife. So that's a, and I know that you already know that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, He's a wonderful man. <laughs> yes. Well, he yeah, thinks yeah. you're pretty wonderful, too. Um, <laughs> I think, as a matter of fact, at one point, I think it'd be fun for us to do a show with all three of us together just on uh, your marriage, because it just sounds like something that everyone needs to hear about. So we'll talk about that one day. But for today, we just want to talk about you. And so I loved uh, the the story where you talked about your dream went unrealized for most of your life. So it began in uh, as a little girl. So if we could just see you as a little girl, Tari, what would we see? What would you see when I was a little girl? That's very where, where interesting did you, question. <laughs> yeah, where, where, did you, where did you live and what was your life like? Because I, yeah, I, I hear it's very, uh, very different than the lives of the children in the U.S. Oh, absolutely. Way, way different. Yeah, um, it's starting to say um, I am the number six of 12 children that my mother and my father oh. had. <laughs> and oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, at the, I remember being very young age. Uh, we would get up like 40 in the morning or 5, 30 in the morning and start doing shorts in the um, in the farm. And then um, we live actually in town. And, my most uh, recent memories are when uh, we get up early and we'll go to to the to the to the country farm um, to get the milk and get stuff for the day. Uh, my mother mm-hmm. had a, a place in the marketplace, and that was my um, a place of work. 
at that age. With all of us had a chores to do in the family, and then we will go to a school after doing our work. So that was my early age, I will say. <laughs> and um, at that time, I don't think that I thought anything about art at all. It was just mostly um, I will. I love to do things with my hands. At that time, I um, my mother uh, made flowers for um, uh, different uh, time, and they were uh, selling paper flowers. So I learned oh. to do uh, flowers at that time and do arrangement for uh, fresh flowers for the. Uh, uh, it will be Christmas. It will be any uh, season, um, the springs or. Um, the days of the dead that they call it over there, but uh, it was just selling flowers um, uh-huh. that we made. And that was my time uh, working with mom and also being in the in the mercado, the marketplace, or the sort of, you know, if you can picture uh, the Latin American uh, uh, places where the market is, it's, it's, it's not like America. They uh-huh. go to the department store and buy you groceries or or clothing. No, there you have everything. My mother sold vegetables, sold uh, clothing, cosmetics, and all the kind of things in one tiny little place. So, uh-huh. so that was my childhood, and and then the time came when my mother has to leave for a several different reasons and for to have a better life. I believe, and those days was very difficult. I was. Uh, I think at 12 years old when she left, and and um, I really get these things in my heart that, that I did not want to uh, move or go anywhere. But then I, that was the time I was thinking, oh, I like books, but we don't have books here. I like I would like to do this, but I don't have these because these and that, you know, little simple simple things that uh, uh, I, uh, a teenager will need or a youngster will need for. Uh, school, school supplies was very limited, and and uh, like I said, we there, it was very difficult for the parents because the kids has to have uniform. Here I uh-huh. came and my surprisingly, children uh, at least public school. Um, I know that uh-huh. the private school do have a uh, uniforms and have different rules. Uh, we did have our rules there in the sense that uh, they were more strict. Kids will have to dress a different way to go, and, and this is a public school, not private. And um, I was, I always, I was intrigued with colors, and I never really had that, you know. I never mm-hmm. had a mm-hmm. tube of paint or brushes or anything. So mm-hmm. that was my so, uh, childhood. <laughs> so, so about about what age are you when you? Uh, so let let me go back. And just ask this question. So you would get up around 4.30 in the morning. You would start your chores at home. Then you would go to your, your day work to help with your mom. You went to there to bring in income for your family, correct? Correct. Yeah, that when was you, a part yeah. of the helping the family. Yes. So that was necessary yeah. for, and that's why. Okay, and so then, uh, so how did you fit school into that environment? Um, Were you the allowed? schools there? Yes, my mother always give us the schedule that was more convenient. I would have to say for 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 the whole family. For uh-huh. example, uh-huh. Uh, the school they had two two different uh, um, schedules for uh, parents and the kids. One would be from seven seven in the morning to twelve, um, and uh-huh. the other schedule for kids will be from twelve thirty, I think, to 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 four five. Oh, five to down. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's been so long. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the, the, yeah. I will. My mother will send me whatever schedule was convenient for for her to um, have us to work and help her. But we did go to school. And so it wasn't it wasn't like American children where they roll out of bed at seven o'clock, have a hot breakfast, and go to school for the day. You you, you began working at a very young age just to help your family survive. What now you you mentioned something there that I didn't know. So you said something about your mom had to leave to make life better for you all. Did you go with her? No. No, no. She just she just left alone. 
um, and then she came to um, uh, United States that time. She just left that for situations that were happening. Uh, she has to leave, and oh. and 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 so. And that my older sister. That's another story. <laughs> my older sisters, because uh-huh. uh, uh, we are seven girls. Uh, the the uh-huh. older one, uh, the the me, they were all working in in the in the capital uh, of El Salvador, San Salvador, and then other mm-hmm. cities. And so I um, I will be standing and I stay um, taking care of the rest of the kids, uh, my my youngest uh, siblings. And um, that was my um, uh, normal for me to, I would say, it was not, it's normal in the way that, uh, okay, mother left and somebody has to take care of the house. And that was, that was pretty much me. And, and not full time because at the, uh, the weekends, one of my older sister will come and help me with laundry, but the others uh, will be, um, in their own life, and I will be doing the work and helping my brothers and sisters in the house. And I intended to keep the business, but I failed because I didn't know how to do it. I was going to a school, and I was I was preparing meals for my my um, brothers and sisters. And and then um, I uh, I have to you know, figure out how to do my own personal life, uh, like you know. If I wanted things, I couldn't really afford it because I money was very, very short. <laughs> yeah. Well, so right. Um, let me tell you. Let me let me back up and 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 gently correct you on something you said when you said I failed at it. I don't think you've ever failed at anything in your life. You have one of the most incredible stories and inspiring. You know, I think sometimes God will let things come to an end so that new things can begin. But I don't think you've ever failed at anything. I, the, what you have done for your family and the way you carried on was a magnificent, magnificent and so inspiring. And I know that our listeners are leaning in, listening to mm-hmm. a little girl who, you know, really had to just step up and, and forget about herself to be able to do what needed to be done for others. What a, what a selfless person you are. So let me ask you, when did you begin to think that you are, were interested in painting? That began as a little started, girl, right? Yeah, well, I was um, intrigued with books uh, and see paintings of the old masters and books or magazines. Well, I would say magazine because I was not, um, um, basically, uh, we didn't have any uh, sources in my school and, and nothing like that, that I will have a, um, uh, did I say the right source? I mean, yeah, uh, they were not available uh, for us. Uh, so mm-hmm. when I was seeing newspapers or magazines and then there were some announcements of uh, art, I would just look very intrigued. And, and I looked at comic books a lot because one of my neighbors um, uh, in the, in the uh, mar- in the in the marketplace, they they were renting those uh, 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 comic books, and I was intrigued about the stories that I used to read and that. But I was like a more I want to paint. I didn't want to just do that kind of thing. And I think that was probably I was 17 or 18 when I started more in into see the um, uh, the art world and and very far away from. Excuse me, very far away from me. But um, yeah. I left all that, and I, uh, the Lord brought me to America. I was not a Christian. We did not grow up in a Christian home. I want to uh, clarify that. We were not Christian. We were not Catholic. We were nothing. We just okay. live and work and eat and sleep. <laughs> so, so you were, but you so, were okay, so, so you were kind of, you were surviving. Your mom left. You carried on as as best you could, and then all and then around yeah. seventeen or eighteen, you start having these thoughts that you know the it's almost like God was beginning to uh, show you without you even knowing God that there was there was a dream in your heart. Okay, so I'm just trying to set up this whole story because it's so interesting. I want everybody to get that full concept of it. So tell me, so you're not a believer, no faith, nothing. Uh, you have this dream. How did you get to the U.S.? Let me. Uh, what came first? Did you came to the U.S. before you became a believer? Is that correct? 
Uh, yes, I came here and, and well, I have to say in my own words, I was saying, um, if you are God, take me to see my mother. That's all I said. If oh. you are God, take me to see my mother. And I haven't seen my mother for, I don't know, six, five years or something like that. I, I, I forgot that how many years were apart. And so that was then. And then um, after all that, um, I have the, I have to say this, I don't normally don't say it, but uh, I mean, I know it is the story and, and it was not fair to remove it. <laughs> um, we had the civil war in my country during the 80s. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I did not wanted to come to America, but uh, the, when I was pretty much forced to leave, to leave, to survive, because otherwise I would probably be not here talking to you now. Um, wow. I was young, and that was, to me, I see, I, I see how it was in the past. It was a crime to speak. It was a crime to be young and naive. I said that because I don't I remember. I was not a believer, you know. And right, we right, were, right. We were people who were, um, um, we see in injustice and that we would be very angry. And the country yeah. was a very bad shape. Young people would mm-hmm. be killed for uh, going out to the street. I didn't do that, but um, um, it was um, that part. And I... I did not know that what happened exactly. We will come to the point that the rebels will come and say, give us your food. So we'll give them mm-hmm. food. And the other side, I mean, I, I'm, am I on the air on this? I mean, it's many years, and the country is a different shape right now. But in those days, it was the darkest, darkest time for every person who were, wanted to do the right thing because they didn't yeah. know what to do. You will be cut in the middle, and the, mm. the, the, the government will be to you, come to you, and, I mean, to us, I'm sorry, to us, to, to be more, uh, to say you are uh, um, now enemy of the government, because I gave the food to those guys who came with guns and, and, and uh, big shotguns, saying, give us your food. Mm. You have a uh, right. You give it this. Give us everything you have. So we will give them that and yeah. uh, the food that we had. And then um, the neighbors who did not have that, I don't know why they, I think the reason is, I just see it now, that because they knew that my mother was not leaving our house. We didn't have an adult right. in the house. And so they will come to us. And so after those days, um, uh, they put a little sign in our door. And that sign was very, uh, very, uh, uh, you have to leave the house. You can't leave there anymore. Otherwise, uh, the next day you will not be there. That was the story. And so we left. We ran with the clothes that we have. And when, when we find out that we have a, 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 our house had been marked, and there was a, a group of, um, uh, I don't want to mention that because I know it's the years, but uh, it can be happening things. So, um, we left the house, and so that was the reason, mainly, why I am here. I am grateful well, that you, God ha- used the situation to bring me to America. In the way, <laughs> and yeah. you know, and and I I love that you say that. I love that you did that. What you just said, because all the tragedy. I mean, I'm sitting here almost in tears just thinking about what you know the the fear and trepidation you know, all that you had inside you, but then you go on to say, it kind of reminds me of the early church, you know, how they were, um, how they were punished and, and, and it caused them to flee. Um, but that's how the church actually grew. And I love, I love that you could say, uh, you know, that you, that, that, that all of that brought something good to you. That, that is uh that is a story within itself. And for you to be able to say that really helps me to, you know, it helps me to think about any listener that's that's tuning in right now that, you know, is really going through a hard time. It seems unfair and they're not being treated right. You know, I hope that listeners that one day that you, you take you take hope from this and think, you know, maybe this is 
maybe without a doubt, God will use this, you know, to advance me to where it is that I'm supposed to go and that it won't last forever. And, Tori, I I thank you so much for sharing that. So now how did you, and we're going to get to, listeners, I want you all to know, I am giving you a lot of background here because this lady, what she's been able to accomplish in her painting is amazing. But to me, you can't really appreciate the beauty of everything that she has done and what God has done until you hear all the backstory and you hear, you hear the, the, the hurt and the pain and, and all that she has gone through to survive so that God would show her really how he has made her to not, not only survive but to thrive. And this is a story that every one of us can find ourselves in, some way or the other. And so, again, listener, I say to you, what dream do you have in your heart that you're, you're just holding on to? Because Cherie held on to this dream. And so when you – how did you make it to the U.S.? And did you see your mom? Yes, yes. Well, my mother sent for me, uh, for us, actually, for all of us. Uh-huh. I mean, she, she managed how to get all the kids. She went to get the youngest one. She went alone. Um, but um, uh, she she sent some um, uh, people to get us uh, when we oh. were in another country. We were not uh, by then. We were not in El Salvador. We left uh, to other places uh, and we stayed um, in other countries. Um, and then from there uh, we came here. And so when I was here. Um, I thought that my life will be, wow, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to study because I always have this thing that will go in and just go to college or, you know, do something great. Well, I was <laughs> kind of paralyzed. I came to American. I did not know any, any English. Well, I only knew how to say thank you and um, but I was so frightened to say those words because I did took some English back home but it was with this uh the school teacher i mean that the, the english teacher she was from 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 england and so oh. it's totally different when you come to america and hear a different english and pretty much i did not understand nothing and right. and then i <laughs> i came friday and my mother said okay honey i have a work for you you're going to be starting to work monday it was a um i i got to, um, I'm in Los Angeles. Came to Los Angeles in, in um, uh, like at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and we talked. And then I was like uh, fascinated to see the city, and and it was huge because I come from the little tiny town right. in El Salvador, and I come to a big country in big city, yeah. Los Angeles. I was, whoa, what is this? And so uh, she gave me mm-hmm. a piece of paper with the numbers of the buses that I would be taking. And wow. I had no idea what was south, what was north, north or west or east at all. Right. I just knew right. that I needed to take a bus to go where my mother had been written down in the piece of paper. And she was saying, I'm going to ride with you to this bus, but I have to go to my work and another bus. And you're going to go here, and you're going to meet this lady and this bus stop. She looked this way, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I had no idea who this woman was. And that was the lady who will be taking the, the last bus because I want to be working with her in, the, in her uh, in a factory in downtown L.A. Wow. That was my story. And I worked there, yeah. and I... Wow, uh, it, it was. I, I will not give you a lot of details because I probably will be uh, taking so much time of yours, uh, in and it's very right. Uh, deep. Right. Yeah. Well, but that and, is my and story. And, and, and what a what 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 an inspiring story it is. Even though it, it was hard, and I can't imagine. I mean, I've I've lived in the U.S. all my life, but still, I go into L.A. and it's confusing. It's just and for you, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. But who was it that who was it that started telling you about Jesus? Um, that's what I was going. I was working in this factory, and then um, by then I will go back. I was having so much hard time to adapt to my new home because my I was even in uh, want to go back home and my mother I will just go cut this very quickly uh, my mother saw me my struggles I was 19 yeah. years old and I was just 
crying that I did not have any friends, anything, no school for me and nothing because I was working. And then my mom never really said there is a nice school. You can go in a nice time or, or any, you know, figure out how to go to school. And I was um, having these um, struggles. And then uh, one day I said, I, n- nobody loved me. Um, I thought my mother would be more uh, like uh, happy to see me, but my mother was my mother. She has 12 kids, and she <laughs> gave everything that she could for us. She worked so hard. She was a very strong woman, and and that she never really came and said, I love you or I hug you. And I was seeing that in other families. And mm. and that part kind of made me feel like, uh, well, nobody cares. <clears throat> nobody loved me. <laughs> that was my thing. Being, um, yes. I guess, a rebellious young girl was like, I wanted every every attention from my mother, but she was working, and she was not really available for me. She had to keep working for support the rest of my my siblings. And so I, I um, one day I was so angry, and I went to the kitchen. I said, "My life is not worth it to leave it. I'm not mm. even new for a knife." <laughs> I don't know what I was going oh. to, but I, I want to just do something and talk myself and and bleed and die. That was in my head. Oh. Oh. And in oh. that time, I remembered that I looked around and I just went to the to the to you know, to um, uh, imagine this. It was a small apartment, and I feel like to living in the box. And mm-hmm. and that um. There was no room. It was a single room, and only the big room was a bathroom. It was tiny, and the closet. So in that closet, my mother was so nice that she went and bought a mattress and said, "Honey, this is all I can afford for you. You're gonna be sleeping here. This is your room, uh, surrounded mm. by clothing and everything that they could she put in the closet because there was no storage in that place. So I got there. Mm. Uh, that was my place, and I went to the room. Um, barely have a space and uh, I want to really hurt myself but uh, mm. I didn't have the guts to do it for some reason I just turned around and, and was angry and was screaming my mother wasn't, wasn't home she was working and so I went to the classroom, uh, to, to the closet and there I, I just said okay God where are you people talk about Jesus who are you if you mm. really are Jesus, like if people said, you know, by then I I have heard people talking about God on radios or any other areas, you know. And then I just said, if you are Jesus, if you uh, know what love is, show me your love. Show me that you love me. And that moment, my body started trembling. And I went down to the ground. And I cried like a baby when I felt that warmth. And the hug that Jesus gave me. And that is my oh. story when I began to love Jesus. Oh. And so oh. I, nobody can take that away because it's so real. I couldn't really uh, move my body from the ground. Um, mm-hmm. There I saw a big, uh, like a big light, even with my eyes mm-hmm. were closed. And mm-hmm. so I, I, I spent, I don't know how long, crying there. When I get out from the from the ground, it was, I think it was the time when um, Jesus was saying, "Okay, honey, get up, so, uh, daughter. You belong to me." <laughs> and so I got up. Sure. I don't, and, I, uh, what? What a beautiful, beautiful story. And I, we, we're going to we're going to take we're going to take a break in just a minute. But okay. before we and then we're and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the rest of the story that's so amazing. But what I want to do is I just want to pause for just a minute before we go to break, and I just want to offer to anyone who is out there that is like a Teray that says I don't I don't know I don't know, God where are you I don't know where you are. You saw how it happened with her. She just called out to him. If you are real, if you are there, I need you now. And listeners, if that is you, I I, I, I compel you 
to, to reach out to the Lord because he will come to you just as he did to her. As a matter of fact, he's waiting, eagerly awaiting you to call out his name today. And so if that would be you and you can just um, feel that need in your heart, then, then call out to him. You've just seen a beautiful story, a beautiful example of how your life can change. And you're going to hear the rest of the story when we get back. But I just want you to know that Jesus is available to you. He loves you. He has declared a good plan for you. And you may have gone through a lot like Therese has gone through, but there's, there's joy in the morning. There's always something that God is working towards. So if during this break you decide that you just need the Lord, then you've got 30 seconds to pray, you know, before we get back. And, and if you do, please let us know that you've made that decision. Contact me at Kim at Coffee at Up To Me Radio. We'd love to reach out to you and, and help you in any way we can. But, Therese, thank you so much for that incredible, incredible testimony of what only God can do uh, in our lives. And we're going to take a 30-second break and when we get back, we're going to talk about how you and God started this conversation where he was telling you to go fulfill your dreams, okay? Okay. Okay. We'll be right back, listeners, in 30 seconds. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You can say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You can ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You can ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. My name is Kim Crable, and I'm delighted to have you join us today. What an incredible guest we have. Before we get back to her, I'd like to remind you that you can go to our webpage at www.kimcrable.org to find out more about our ministry. We would love to have you involved in many of the things that we're doing. So go to the website, www.kimcrable.org, and you can find out about all the ways that we would love for you to partner with us in sharing the incredible hope and healing of Jesus in all of our lives. So thank you so much for joining us right here on Up To Me Radio. Well, we're going to get back to today's guest, Therese Schwartz-Bart, and she is uh, just an incredible inspiration of hope. If you've listened to our first half, you've heard that her life did not start out easy. As a young girl, she was uh, one of 12 children living um, in El Salvador, and she uh Worked and what didn't was didn't have the same privileges that we as American children had, but that never stopped her. As a matter of fact, I think it's what gave her her grit and her grind and never stop, never ever stop. We did get to the point to where she's told us and many many, many people the the suicide uh, the thoughts of suicide the statistics are overwhelming and and in our uh, post COVID situation has even grown higher. And so you, you heard on that commercial about the uh, suicide prevention uh, hotline. Please call that. Please reach out for help if you are in a situation where you are like Therese and you just wanted to give up. But before you call the hotline, you can call on Jesus because that's what she did and he came too. And so um, the, the, the concept there is to not give up, to know that God has something greater. And, Tari, aren't you so glad that you didn't have the nerve to use that knife? You would have missed the best rest of mm-hmm. your life, right? Right. right yeah. yeah. God is amazing, really. You know, Turned so, your life uh, around. I, I love, I love in your, in, where you said, my dream went unrealized for most of my life. Apparently, you say, God was waiting on me to trust him and take the first steps. I love that. So let's talk about that. Why, why did you put that? He was wanting you to trust him and then to take the first step. So let's talk about the steps toward making your dream come true and how God literally spoke some words into you to, to cheer you forward. Well, um, you know, I work in different kinds of work many years. Um, uh-huh. And then um, 
by the time when I, I got married, I was totally, I will say, not confused, but a kind of little more like, a, what am I going to do with my life now that I'm married? I, my life is not settled here. There's more for me to do. I know that yeah. I, I said to myself, I know that God has something for me. And I, and, uh, and I was trying to do things for my mom because my mother wanted to have a business together. Uh, she was a, a seamstress, and, and, and so we want to have the business going on here, but it was not what God wanted to. So I, mm-hmm. I was asking God, what am I going to do? And then, um, again, like uh, I, I love every time that I would go to a, um, a gallery or a museum, I would just get lost looking at those beautiful paintings and say, oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe <laughs> that a person did this, you know. And so one of those, those um, um, trips, I'm thinking by then I was already married. And then I, uh, um, um, I was there with my husband, and he went to another room, and, uh, uh, and I was just looking at this painting. And it was uh, so beautiful. I, I love flowers. I love the nature, uh-huh. and so I was looking at all that, and I said, wow, that's so beautiful. And I said to myself, oh, Pere, just stop dreaming. Can't, can't, that's, <laughs> that's not for me. And then um, mm. I keep looking when I, at that moment I just said, oh, it's not for me. And I heard mm. this voice very deep, stop dreaming, go and paint. Mm. And that was my turning point. Because I thought, oh, who talked to me that way? You know, and I look all around, <laughs> and I start almost crying. I said, ooh, people would look at me and I cried. There was all the people, you know, in the museum. And, and then I was just thinking, what, what happened here? And so I got that voice very deep in me that I stopped dreaming, going paint. And wow. I said, well, what am I going to do? She, I can't go to school. <laughs> so I went back to school. <laughs> So, so, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So what did you do? I mean, for people who are like, oh, my gosh, I had this dream, and now maybe this is God's way of speaking to me to say go and do whatever. What, what did you do? Did you go to your husband? Did you – I mean, what, how, did, how did you what – what were your next steps? Because I know there were some practical My next steps step was like well. uh, going to a community college close to our house. Um, I mean, and I just – I went and enrolled myself in all the art classes that I can ever imagine. <laughs> I was like, oh, this exists? Really? This is here? And all that? Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I, I, my world, uh, before getting married, I, it was so busy because I get very in, in, the, in the very intimacy with the Lord. And I, I did missionary work. I traveled to South America, and I went to other places. So I did have an art there because I was even teaching kids to do things that I never really knew how to do it myself. So, but a painting, oh. it was a different thing. I never really yeah. had the opportunity. And so um, as an adult, really, I was in 2007 when I went back to school and then I studied art. And then in 2009, I think it was, I was doing my first show in the church. Amazing. It was an evangelistic uh, venue. I organized this, and it was all because the Lord. You know, it was not just because I was trying to do. I went to visit this church, and they were do, trying to do something for get the community involved. And I said, well, let's, and, and I read, the, I mean, uh, Exodus 31, and said, well, there, hey, this is for us. Art is in the Bible. <laughs> yes. And so... And she was in the beginning, God creates. <laughs> Genesis. Yes. You know all that? And Gen- so I, I just went through the whole, I said, this is biblical. And so because some churches, especially Latinos or, uh, I mean, I was an American in the, in the 90s, 80s, they were not really open to art. Now they are. They are ministries in churches. Those days, I mean, yes. they were not. I actually organized this, this um, um, art exhibit with uh, poetry from the Bible. Uh-huh. I have people to read. Po- I mean, the Psalms or the the favorite verse, or or do something first. You know, I have um, art all over uh, with easels and all over the the, the the sanctuary that we change it. We were not selling mm-hmm. art. This was just for um, um, bring people 
to that to to the yeah. church. To the Lord, pretty much, not, not the church, because a lot of churches can be full of people, but they're just there. That's <laughs> another right. story. That's, so, you, you know, I love today how you say you feel free doing what you dreamed to do when you was a child. Talk about that, yeah. because I think that there, that I feel like that's, you know, to me, I know that when I am working in my calling, there is I I don't get tired I don't feel burdened I don't when I am in when I'm doing what God wants me to do I I know that that feeling of freedom of like it the 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 creating the it is just the best feeling and when you wrote that out can you I'd love for you to talk to our audience about that why you why that's so important that you wrote that down that you feel free doing what what you dreamed of. Oh, because I feel like accomplishment, not only for myself, yeah. but I'm mostly that I am part of something big that God has for me and for mm. others. I don't feel like the, what the Lord has given to me is just for me. It's for me to pass it on to others. And that mm-hmm. is what I, I think of the freedom, what I said, freedom, what I'm painting. is My thing is when I go and grab the brushes and all that, I say, okay, Lord, what are we going to do here? You have the yeah. plans. I know. I'm just here. Here, here I am. And I start putting my um, music and start worshiping him. I mean, singing uh, uh, songs that will um, fill me like uh, I'm so close to him. And that moment, I just start getting ideas and, and then uh, um, uh, to to paint any things that um, um, it will he will be pleased. I don't believe that. Uh, I know there are people believe that. Uh, oh, put yourself, um, remove all the darkness of you and paint it. That is not God's way. For me, is paint beauty. The darkness yes. uh, art is not really what will glorify God, in my opinion. So when I'm painting, mm-hmm. is is that that is is um, um, I wish can I can say, it, but it is freedom for me. To paint. Yes. And the way that uh, uh, I said earlier, I'm doing it and, and with him, with the Holy yeah. Spirit guiding me there. And, and we sing, I sing in some to him, talking to him like I'm talking to you. And that's the way I, I am. I talk to him, say, Lord, okay, what are we going to do today? We want to do this together. And, um, yeah, we're not, we're not a perfect people. We do Sometimes there are pieces that I said, I don't like that, God. What if I do this? And then I find out, <laughs> oh, okay, this is, I did this because this and that. And so, okay. And there yeah. are times that I said uh, that I've done very ugly things in my eyes, I mean, that I don't like it. And then I realized that it is my, the way for me to be trained. Practice, that's yeah. all. So it has to do sometimes two or four or five times, one piece or, or more, and I realize. And everything is that I do, like I said, I'm praying and singing mm-hmm. to him, talking to him, and probably one of your listeners will say, oh, wow, but it, she didn't say they do something beautiful. Well, it is beautiful at the end because the craftsman take the time and go little by little. It's sort of like we are... I'm like at the clay. God is just moving me here and there <laughs> and there, whatever, you know, he's, he, he needed to remove from me. So I, um, I'm in his hands. And so, you know, um, at, at what you just said there reminds me so much of the, we have a great um, neurosurgeon uh, when, when I lived in Baltimore. He, he has since done other things in public office and stuff, but Dr. Ben Carson and he uh, also had a very troubled childhood, lived in the inner city of Baltimore, and it was just a really difficult situation for him. But he came out of it as one of the most renowned neurosurgeons in the world. And, but his prayer is like yours. Um, he says when he goes into surgery that he will say, take my hands, you know, work through me, do through me what only you can do. And I can just envision you painting and feeling, you know, just so close to God and allowing that closeness of, of who you see him to be in, in creation to come out on the paintings. And your paintings are beautiful. I've, I've researched them. I've seen so many of them, and they are oh. so beautiful. 
just absolutely gorgeous. Now, tell, tell me, um, what I think it's so amazing that you love doing the, the landscapes and the flowers. Any particular reason for that or just because that you love them, the beauty? I'm, I love the beauty, and I think the other reason is when I, as a child I started making flowers. <laughs> that was the, oh, yeah. with paper. I made uh, yeah. flower papers, um, whatever. Even with newspaper. We did things with newspaper that were actually very beautiful to my side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I think that's where it comes from. And also, as a, uh, when I was little, I used to go, like said, in my father's farm. And then I used to lay down, and they have a. He had a, a space. It was sort of like a garden. It was a grass and surrounded by um, uh, bamboos. I don't know the the, the plants, all bamboos, and the sound of the bamboos that uh, make uh, uh, is it's like a song in in the wind, and 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 that was make me just to look far from that. You know, here not hills, but here see that that. that the the valleys and and see all green and all kind of trees and all that kind of thing. I think it, that's probably what it comes from. But um, I uh-huh. I just love God creation. Wherever I go, I always look for outdoors. I'm a very outdoor person. I I like that. I used to go and and just walk or run and and. But it you know it's it's, it's I think it is it's God thing. He worked in us um, and even when we not even know him. Because that is my 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 life in God's hands. Yeah, He worked with me. He saved me from so many so many um, dangers. I I will just like I said, I will not be here if it was not for God's grace. It's a merciful, loving God. Yeah, and that and, and that's and that and that is interwoven into everything you say and do. And I I have just fallen in love with your story and and what you do and how you do it and 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 just how you want to bring everyone into the knowledge of Jesus Christ and know them. You know, I know that you have done so many incredible things. I know that you had a a, a new release that's very powerful uh that you talk about, but I, but I don't think that you uh, really brag on yourself and all your accomplishments as I would like to hear. So I'm going to bring a caller online that's going to actually tell us just how fabulous your work is and just how, um, you know, the things that you do because you are so humble in, in the, your accomplishments. So I would like to bring the caller that's online uh, to come in on the radio, please, if you'll join us. Hello. <laughs> oh, Karen, hello. It, it, it is your, it is oh, your no. husband. <laughs> oh, no, dear. <laughs> I asked him to come on to share with us more because he glows through the phone when he talks about you. The love is so beautiful. But, um, Aaron, would you just share with us, I mean, what a delight it's been. She's everything you told me she was going to be and even more. But I would like for you just to, uh, you know, honor her with, you know, her accomplishments as you've seen. Tell the world about your wife. Well, I'll, I'll tell you two things briefly uh, that that make me tremendously proud of her and thankful for her. Um, one is the 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 unsung hero, the the stuff that you don't see that's going on in the background, uh, sometimes not obvious when you're seeing. Uh, uh, somebody's accomplishments and the the big splash that they're making for Jesus in the in the public eye. Um, it's it's late at night. It's dark. If if you go back with me on a journey 15 or 20 years ago, uh, Motor Gospel Ministries before it was a household word was pretty much just me and Tear, and it was very lonely and extremely sacrificial. And I'm fighting to get a fuel pump in the hauler, uh, a broken truck and it's dark, and it's cold, and we don't have a flashlight, and I'm trying to hold the fuel pump, doing a one-arm push-up in the, in the engine bay of the hauler, uh, trying to hold a fuel pump up against the engine block with one hand, and trying to get a bolt started in the fuel pump into the engine block with the same hand uh, in the dark, doing a one-arm push-up. It, it was excruciating, and we tried for like 45 minutes. I literally couldn't get the bolt started for like 45 minutes there in the cold and the dark, and finally, Tear said, 
I've had enough. We have to stop. We have to wait for daylight or whatever. Um, and, uh, and I stopped and I realized that I wasn't doing a one arm. I thought I was doing a one arm push up. In actuality, my temple was resting against a sharp fastener sticking up out of the top of the shock tower uh, that would have stabbed me in the head oh. if not for Tede's hand uh, covering that fastener so her, her hand would take the, the nail instead of my head. And for 45 oh. minutes as I was struggling to try and get that bolt started on that silly fuel pump with one hand in the dark with a cold blowing wind, um, she was shielding my temple from a, a sharp, <laughs> sharp, sharp threaded fastener stabbing her in the hand uh, unbeknownst oh. to me. Um, so that's, that's the kind of stuff that's not in the public eye that, that, uh, 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 characterizes her, her sacrifice for the Lord, you know, virtually literally taking nails in the hands for me. Um, uh, and, uh, but the, the other thing is, you know, with, with relatively humble beginnings and a journey that only God could have orchestrated, there's, there's no way that any of this could have been planned. Um, she's the talk of the town in Montrose, this, this very glitzy upscale town, uh, that values affluence and, and education and status and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. the, the real fancy rock star restaurant with a rock star mixologist with these fancy cocktails, uh, they're featuring the tropical roots month menu, uh, all month long, uh, in honor of Tede. She doesn't like me to say in honor because that, that doesn't feel humble, but their attitude is they're doing it in honor of her tropical roots exhibit oh. and hear her, her throwback to her humble beginnings in El Salvador, bringing, unique things, uh, nispedos and zapotes and marañones and things like that that gringos don't know anything about. Um, that has inspired uh, this, this fancy Alyssa's Ocean View Bar and Grill to make uh, these fancy rock star uh, menu items and cocktails uh, featuring Tears Fruits mm. that none of them knew anything about. And they're, they're extremely excited about honoring her in this way. The whole town of Montrose, oh. this delightful little tourist town, is, is honoring her. It's, it, it makes me so proud of her. She's come so far. As it should. And, uh, and, and Tara, I know that you would not have told us that, and that's why I wanted your husband to come on because, you know, I think it's – and not because, you know, and I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I know God does this and he does it through me, but, but the story is what God can do through someone. And your story is so inspiring. And I think it all comes back to – uh, what you said here, I be- apparently God was waiting on me to trust Him <laughs> to take the steps, and I love that. That um, and so and so. How do you when you look back, Aaron? Thank you so much for that. And hang on, we've got a few minutes left. But um, Tara, how would you when you look back on your life, when you go back to a little girl to where you are now? Yeah, what would you say to someone who is just really struggling right now, but they're hearing your story? Speak to them. What would you say to them? Someone who is like in that closet, like you were, and they just they feel hopeless and they they don't know where to go, and they have these dreams and and they're they're about to give up on everything. What would you say to them? I would say, you know, call upon the name of the Lord. And mm-hmm. he will he will come to you, because he came mm-hmm. to me when I called, and I even said I, I wasn't ignorant. I didn't know how to address to God, the God Almighty, the mm-hmm. God, the Creator of everything. I didn't know how to talk to him, but I said, "For you are God, for you are Jesus." But people mm-hmm. said, "Well, I will say to that person, call upon the name of the Lord, and your life will mm-hmm. be changed if you allow Him, if you open your heart to Him." Uh, he will he will do the rest. You just have to say, here I am. If we, you want to change my, my 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 path, change it. Do whatever you you need to do. I am here. I I I didn't use those words, of course, because I like I said I didn't know. But I will say, call upon the name of the Lord. He's the only mm-hmm. one. There is no medicine. There is no psychology. There is nothing can help you. I've been there, and. Nothing will help me. Only Jesus did. We can be mm-hmm. around people who ha- who has a high high education, high levels of whatever in life that the society has right now, but nothing will compare it what the Lord has for us. What He has mm-hmm. for you, it is for you when you when mm-hmm. you accept that when you call Him and you say, "I am here." 
save me, mm-hmm. take me, he will do it. Mm-hmm. So I will say that to that person. Jesus love you, and I know he loved he love me, he love you. I am not much yeah. different than you. God loves us uh, the way we are if we want the right thing, if we want him. Not religion. Religion will not save us. There's so many religions, right. so many things around there. Jesus is the answer for our troubles. I just, I love, I, amen. I love your boldness. I love your story. Uh, Tara, let me ask you this. You, you're, I don't know if you can see your husband or not. You know he's around. You've heard what he no, said. No, I don't. I'm just, you can't see him. Well, let me, let me ask you this. You know, he, he's still on. Let me just ask you this. What would you say to him? How has he helped you in, in making your dreams come true? Oh, he's been, like he said himself, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's there for me every step of the time. Sometimes I feel like he's, he's a little too much. But, no, he is um, very, um, 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 what's the word? I can't really... I last word words because he's he's been there even when I graduated from from the, my Bible school he was there. Um, that was mm. the year we were not married yet, but he was there with me and mm. and before and now he's 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 a great supporter. That is I I don't really um, find the right word to say really how grateful I am that uh, oh. his life is being changed because it's never been just easier in the past. But God is so faithful. God been using him in the big time in in my life. Even when I didn't uh, know how to do things, he went and grabbed my hands. And I had this other silly dream that I wanted ice skating. <laughs> and <my laughs> he took me there. Yeah, even oh. with a walker. Oh. And then uh, um, to try to skate with together and. We we had just a wonderful time. Aaron is being just a, a blessing in my life, really. And, and I love him, and I I know he he does love me too. So uh, we kind of pair right now. I I hope that I said the right thing. <laughs> oh, it was no. You 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 always say the right thing. Hey, Aaron, you've got about thirty seconds for a response here before I have to close out the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you say, right? Uh-huh. So how do you what do, respond uh, to what that? do I say it's with 30 a... seconds? Right. Oh, well, thank you uh, for, uh, thank you for <laughs> thank illustrating you, yes. our story. Thank you for giving Teddy the spotlight and um, uh, just uh, keep up the great work. We love what you do, Kim. Teddy, I love you. I'm so, oh. so proud of you and um, uh, oh, you're rocking and we too. haven't even begun to see the things that God is going to do through you and your, your paintbrush yeah. and, and your, yeah. your, uh, your yeah. witness in the community, your ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I so agree. You just feel it. You you feel, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I can just sense her being in the room painting and saying, you know, just like she said, "Come on, Lord. Okay, Lord, what are we going to paint? Let's paint together." From her, from her quotes from her, I just she says, "You do it. Here are my hands." That's that's yep. so beautiful, uh, Tara. It was so incredibly humbling and honoring to, uh, to be able to meet you and to hear your story. And I think that is definitely one that uh, both, both of you have such incredible stories. And I'm, I'm sure that you're journaling and taking notes so you can put these in books because uh, they, they definitely need to be. But I, when I am in L.A., we're going to meet and uh, do some things together, I, I hope. I, I would really like to do that. So thank you we both for that. being on. Oh, I, I can't wait. I'll get you the dates as soon as I have them. But you too, I just um, want you to know that you are you're just powerful people in the Lord, and and I just thank you for giving us um, your time to share your story. And and I want to close out today's um, programming with with a quote uh, from Tara. She says, "If you want to do something that you've never done." Stop running in a different direction. Put your dream in God's hands and walk into it as if he says go. She says, I did it with Jesus, and so can you. What a beautiful way Mm -hmm. to close out this show. Terry, Aaron, thank you all so much. I look forward to seeing you in the future. 
And friends who joined us today, be inspired and take the words that you have heard here and whatever dream it is that you have in your heart with Jesus. You know, he planted the dream there. Let him allow it to come to life. But do that only by getting to know him. Nourish your relationship with him. Build upon that relationship. Get in your room and just say, here at my Lord, use me. And see what he has, the dreams he has for you. Well, thank you all so much for joining me. I will see you next time on Coffee. Bye, Aaron. Bye, Terry. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrables.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrables.org dot org.